getting ready to go and get my car fixed. You are set up on my kitchen counter and that's why it's really echoey. I need to grab my coffee. So essentially today I'm going to only be doing a life update. There's not going to be any psychology, at least I hope, <laughs> or really any advice. I'm just going to be talking to you guys about what's going on in my life. I did a poll on Instagram asking if anyone would be interested in getting updates because on Instagram, I do this thing called pre-workout chats or pre-workout tea where I talk about funny things that happen in my life and I thought it would be fun to kind of bring that on to my podcast and just kind of give you guys some updates on things that are going on. So here I am. Everyone wanted it. Uh, first things first. Today, I'm going to be fixing my brand new car <laughs> that I just got. Uh, you might be wondering, Minnie what? why are you fixing a car that you just bought? Great question. The answer to that is twofold. Um, I got a used new car. It's new to me. That's why it needs to be fixed. And I also believe in not buying brand new cars because I feel like financially speaking, it's a bad move. So that's why I didn't get a new, new car. When you buy used cars, sometimes there are issues. Fortunately, the company that I bought this car from though has a 30 day policy where like if you find anything wrong with it, they're gonna fix it for free. So that's what's happening. I just need to like identify the problems and they're gonna fix it. Hi, Hermie, good morning. Oh, hello. Um, you hungry? Okay, let's get food, baby. Come here. Graham rolled me out this morning by jumping on me, which is her norm. Here you go, baby. Here's your breakfast. She either jumps on me or she will just like get right up in my face and scream in my face to wake me up. So, well, that's what you do. So don't be giving me attitude like I don't, I don't recognize that it's what you do to wake me up because I know. Little brat. Go eat. That's breakfast attitude I swear to god the sassiest cat in the world anyway so today's job is just to fix the car um so I'm going to be taking it to mechanic and I'm probably going to bring you guys along with me and record on my phone and, and keep talking to you there because I do need to leave in like the next I would say 30 minutes and I just don't see myself stop like stopping this process <laughs> in the next 30 minutes um I have my eye patches on I just tried a new mascara. It's called Lash Paradise by L'Oreal. I heard it was really good on YouTube and I tried it out and actually the first application was terrible and I thought this was a waste of money. Uh, but online they said give it a second try because after like you do the initial like pull out and have oxygen added to the product, apparently it like thickens up or something. And that has been true. It really did uh, have a much better application the second try. And like, I do think my lashes look more full and lengthened. So that's new. I'm gonna take a sip of my coffee. Delicious. 
I should probably eat breakfast too. I should put food in my stomach, not just coffee. I just really don't have the energy to care. Um, <laughs> and I don't want to make anything, so I'm going to think about that. Mm -mm -mm. Okay, so some things that have been going on in my life. I went on a solo trip to Savannah, Georgia the other week. And I took lots of pictures and I posted them on Instagram. And that day was really cool, I have to say, because... I had no intention of going to Savannah originally alone. I had plans with friends, but I felt sick the day that they went. And then the day that I had free, they didn't have free. And so I just went by myself and I drove out there. And I brought a portable like phone stand with me, um, like like a tripod, like a little mini yeah, phone stand tripod. That's what it is. And I went to a couple cafes I drove by myself at first I was really scared because like uh, when I got to Savannah like the first thing that happened to me was this homeless guy like ran up to my car and he was like hello and I was driving like dude I wasn't even out of my car and he ran up to say hello to me and he, he was like super excited and I was like I don't know if I <laughs> if I have the confidence to like not run away in this place but that was the only incident I really had with anyone crazy there thank god um so I didn't have that hard of a time finding parking. Um, and I feel like that is due to the fact that I was by myself. I mean that in the best way possible. I'm trying not to like sound like I'm, I'm looking down on any of my friends or any of my companions. But do you ever feel like when you go traveling and you have to make a call, like you have to make a decision that requires either you pay for parking or you don't pay for parking? I'm a person that will pay for parking if it gets me in a location that I don't have to circle for hours to find a parking spot. Like, I'm, I'm so chill about that shit. So for me, I was like, I'm not seeing any parking on the side of the road. I hate parallel parking. And there's this parking lot that I see someone who could take my car and I'll just like park there. And I, I got a really good spot. It was right next to the um, city market. <clears throat> And it was in with walking distance of everything I wanted to see, basically. And so I was like, I'm lucking out. This is great. Had I been with someone else, there might have been some sort of interaction where they would have been like, let's keep looking, or I don't want to pay, or I want to get closer, or whatever it would have been. I've had experiences where it turns into this discussion when it could just be like, let's park and go and do the thing I want to do. And I was able to do that because I was by myself. I was able to take my time at the shops that I wanted to stop in at. I got a beautiful black lace fan to fan myself with because it was really hot out. I didn't have to ask if it was okay. I didn't have to request um, a pit stop anywhere. I just decided if I was going to take a pit stop somewhere. And though there would have been an, the advantage of better like videos or better camera angles for my pictures had I had a friend there. I also feel like sometimes when you're on a trip with someone else, you don't want to constantly ask, can you take a picture of me? Like it, I don't want to be that annoying friend, that, that vain friend who's like, I would really like this angle over here. And can I just like snap a picture over here? It gets annoying. It gets like, when is enough enough? Like, aren't we here to just like enjoy ourselves, enjoy each other's company? I was able because I was by myself, take as many pictures as I wanted. It was great. I got all the angles, all the shots that I honestly wanted as memories from this trip because I wanted to go to Savannah, Georgia for a while. 
So I do recommend if you are ever in a spot where you want to go do something, but you don't have anyone to go do it with, go alone. Make it a purposeful trip by yourself and bring a camera, take the pictures that you want to take. I honestly spent hours not talking to anyone. It was kind of great because I was happy. I was at peace and I was doing everything I wanted to do and I didn't need to be engaging with anyone else. Like I sat at a French cafe overlooking the Savannah River and I put on uh, Color Brunei and I played her Moon River song on my phone, drinking my uh, Georgia peach mimosa, looking over the river and the beautiful Spanish moss hanging off of the trees. I didn't need anyone to help me enjoy that any more than I was enjoying it by myself. So. I do hope I can go back one day with a group of people to Savannah. I really do. I'm not at like anti-trips with other people. It just, it just so happened that this one worked out to my advantage by myself. When I do want to go back to Savannah with a group, I want to do a ghost tour. There's like these um, boozy ghost tours you can do where either you do a, a bar crawl, a haunted bar crawl, or you just like can take advantage of the... Um, the environment of like the different haunted buildings and cemeteries that they have there and also drink. So I kind of want to do that with friends though. So taking off my eye masks. Oh. So that's one life update. Another fun one that might benefit someone. I feel like I want to move you guys. Do you guys want to move with me? I kind of want to go sit down. Let's go sit down. I'll move you guys over here. Hello, there we go. Okay, so um, we're now sitting at my kitchen table. Welcome. Um, another life update I have is um, trigger warning has to do with bugs. So if you don't like bugs, <laughs> especially bugs in your house, you probably don't want to listen to this story. But um, it was a hilarious thing that happened that was a course of several weeks of trying to figure out how to get control of my life. I felt like stew pickles at the end of it, making chocolate pudding at 3 a.m. Hey, go eat your breakfast. I don't know why you're yelling at me. Okay, whatever. So the initial start of this was there was a really bad storm and I live on the ground floor in my apartment in Georgia 
And when the storm happened, um, I noticed at the back door that centipede looking bugs, it could be millipedes. I really don't know the difference. They were just really small and disgusting looking and I did not like them. So I'm going to call them centipedes just because I don't know what else to call them. Ugh, gross. Um, were coming in from that door area and I was like, how do I stop this? <laughs> um, so I first reaction was go to my front desk and ask for pest control to come out so that they're deterred from coming into my house. That was like my first reaction because I don't know better. I don't know how to handle these things. I've never really lived in a situation where they were present. I've always lived on either the third floor or like even higher. When I lived in Korea, it was like the eighth floor. I've not had like ground floor apartment issues before. So they call out pest control and they come, they do, they did show up and they sprayed one interior wall and nowhere else in my apartment. The one interior wall that they sprayed is connected to the part of my kitchen that stores the washer and dryer. Grim, I don't know why you were so on top of me. Like, get off my ass today. Go eat your breakfast. So you might be wondering, why would they spray one interior wall when the bugs are coming in from the doors? I will give you the answer of I have no fucking idea, but I immediately walked over to my front desk. I was just like, so like they they came all this way to spray one interior wall that was such a waste of time such a waste of money and such a waste of product like that's not going to help anyone so I tell the front desk and they look at me like I'm being dramatic about this meanwhile I'm dealing with the centipede issue where they're coming in like tens to 15 every day i'm trying to like get my life in control i'm vacuuming them up i'm trying to use essential oils that i've read online are supposed to deter them but actually it just like attracts them more like it just did nothing was working that i could do by myself and so i did not feel like my anger was unjustified in this situation so I'm like a little like perturbed with them for giving me like this look of like, wow, this dramatic person, we did call pest control. Yeah, but they didn't do jack shit to help me. And that is the whole point of them coming out. So you need to call them back because I'm not living this way. And it's your responsibility as the apartment complex to maintain this apartment in a livable manner in such a way that I am not able to do. So they say they called them back and I got a phone call a couple days later. Meanwhile, I'm still dealing every day with more centipedes every day, trying to just like do what I can to deter them and nothing is working. This phone call I get, the guy referenced the fact that I came in upset. Like he made a point to let me know that he noticed I was really upset by the job that they did. And I was like, yeah, you would be too. I don't know why this is the point of the conversation. The point of the conversation is that you're now rectifying the situation, not that I was upset and that's why you called. You should be upset too. This is your apartment complex. Whatever. I was just happy they were coming out again. So I asked, what day are they coming out? What is the time frame that they will be coming out? Okay, I'm gonna set aside time so I can be there for them when they show up. 
they never came. <laughs> the time frame completely passed. I never saw them. I am so upset at this point. I just go to the store and I start looking for pesticides and I call my mom and I'm like, mom, what can I do? And oh, I don't call my mom. I'm texting Katie and she's with my mom and my mom gives direction on this thing called garden lime. Lime, like lime in the coconut, garden lime. Apparently this is something that gardeners know if they put in their garden will deter centipedes from coming into their, their, their roots, I guess. I don't really know. I'm not a gardener, but she explained that this should keep them away. And I said, mom, I, I would literally have to put it all over my apartment to deter them. Like it's, it's not just like at the doors, like they're getting into the walls and hiding. I need like something that can do all over the apartment. And so she advised that I just do like a little sprinkle of it on the walls, just like to maintain like a barrier for them to be deterred from. Okay. But I get some pesticides at Target and then I go over to my local Home Depot and I find what is clearly states on the back garden line. Okay, super easy. I, I check out, I come back home and I start sprinkling this stuff around the uh, my apartment to try to deter them until I can figure something out with my apartment complex. I line every wall. I heavily pour this stuff by the doors to create like some sort of mound. And I was like, oh my God, people are actually gonna think I'm a witch now. That, Cause like they're gonna come into my apartment and I'm gonna be like, don't deserve the pile of dirt. Cause that's what it looked like to me. It was just like this brown dirt looking thing. And so I send a snap to my sister making fun of the fact that I have these, just like these lines of dirt around my apartment. And my mom replies, why does it look like that? Well, mom, I don't know. You told me to get it. What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? Why does it look like that? It's the thing you told me to get. Apparently, for some reason, the garden lime that I got had soil in it. A normal garden lime is like crushed limestone and it should be white. So I had poured dirt just all around my apartment. I was just, I was living in a circle of dirt. <laughs> Meanwhile, the centipedes kind of looked at the garden lime and like, like backed up like, ugh, for a second, but then would just crawl right over and just come right in. Like nothing was stopping these little jerks from coming into my house. I finally get someone to give me a very brilliant idea of if you get glue or clear caulking, which is not going to like damage anything. It's not going to be noticeable and fill the gaps of where they're coming in. That's pretty much the only way to get rid of them because you have to deter their pathway. Once they have a pathway in, they just know and everyone knows and that's how they're just going to come in. You have to block it off and eventually it'll just they won't have the ability to come into your apartment. So I spent a day just like on my hands and knees, cleaning up the dirt garden lime that I had put there and did clear caulking all over everywhere. I did this everywhere of my apartment because I didn't really know like the, all the, all the places they were coming in. And since then I have seen a drop from the 10 to 15 a day to maybe one or two every few days of them coming in. And you might be wondering why I didn't just go back to my front office. 
well, originally I called them and every time I call the office, they can't hear me. And so they hang up and I just get so frustrated with them. I just don't want to talk to them. Like I'm so frustrated with them. Like I just like, I can't, I'm just going to do it myself. I feel like that's just kind of my personality. Once I get too frustrated with something, I'm just like, I will just do it myself. I'm not going to waste my energy with you when I know that you are now you're now incompetent in my eyes. You cannot do it in my eyes. I will just do it myself. I will try to go to the office today and check with them. But honestly, they, they gave me such like a bad feeling about me being dramatic about the original spraying that I'm like, I don't even know. I'll probably just walk and be like, look, don't even bother at this point because I don't trust you guys to be able to do what you need to do on your job. But uh, just so you know, they never came. And I had to handle it myself. Okay. <laughs> Let's get on a happier note. More pleasant note. Um, TV shows that I'm currently watching. So when I got sick the other day, I started watching Say Yes to the Dress again and did you know that they have like way more say yes to the dress series now so like there's stuff like from asia and from um yeah from the uk and australia and like it's not just like in, in america anymore which i think is great but honestly i am such a fan of the original that takes place in kleinfelds in new york with randy like that that's like my that's my pleasure show. It's like when I'm sick, I just want to watch people picking out really ugly wedding dresses and people judging them on their life choices. And then like having that moment where they cry when they find the dress that they know they're going to wear on their wedding day. I just find it such a wholesome show. I love it. <laughs> so I've been watching Say Yes to the Dress. Um, if you would like to partake in this wonderful uh, viewing pleasure show you can find it on amazon prime i think you have to do a subscription i didn't give a shit i was just like i really need me some randy so i paid for it um there's like a six week free trial though six week no six day sorry six day free trial um i have been watching i did watch the fourth season of stranger things and i screamed when i realized that it was a two-parter and so it ended on a cliffhanger and I'm so furious that I have to wait until July 1st to get the rest of it because it's really good. I love season four. So far, it's like, I think season three was a great 4th of July um, in the background show for me. I didn't feel like we learned anything new. I didn't feel like we had a lot um, to progress along the story. It was just like a good, scary filler season and it was good like love season three but season four progresses the story season four has more information and we we spend more time focusing on development in season four which i like and there's a scene i'm not going to give any spoilers i know that some people subscribe so that any information about the show is a spoiler i don't go by that policy i think that's dumb i'm just going to say there is a scene that deals with susie's family that as a person from Utah, it's so accurate. It's just so accurate. Like if you haven't seen it, just know it's really accurate to what it's like uh, being in Utah. <laughs> um, which leads me to another conversation. So yeah, that's pretty much everything I've been watching. So I, oh no, 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 no. 
I did watch uh, Top Gun Maverick. I watched Top Gun Maverick. It is amazing. My personal opinion, everyone needs to go see it. This is the, the summer movie of this year. Go see Top Gun Maverick. I am a huge Top Gun fan. Originally, when I went to basic training, my uh, going away party was Top Gun themed. Even though I was going into the Air Force. I know, crazy. Um, but when I went to go see, when I went to go see Top Gun Maverick, honestly, in my opinion, it's better than the original. I feel like overall the storytelling, the plot building, the character development, the soundtrack, everything about it makes more sense to me. And I feel like it's even more true to military side of things in a way. Um, but also maintains the, it, it does more than just maintain the original authenticity of the story. It holds true. There is nothing about this movie that I feel like wasn't holding to the original story. And therefore I think it's the movie of the year, or at least the summer movie of the year. Highly recommend. Um, okay. Yeah. So the other story I was trying to talk about, um, Let me look how far I need to drive really quick before I get into this story. I might have to hold this off until later. Oh God, where's my phone? Why do I always lose my phone? Oh my God, they just closed my pool. Sorry, a new development. I need to find out why. What happened in the pool that I can't go in there? Okay, so it looks like they broke. So there are too many people who are breaking the rules of like, um, additional two guests that we're allowed to bring in. I haven't been. I've been upholding those rules. Oh, well, that's crazy. Well, some people broke some rules and we're being punished for it. Oh, well. That's interesting. I need to look up. Oh, my God, I keep getting distracted. Okay, I need to look up how to get to this repair place. Okay, so it's a 13-minute drive. There isn't much around this place, and I didn't ask for a ride home. I'll probably end up going to the bakery across the street. Yeah, probably. We'll see. Anyway, um, so, story to talk about. Here is a little moral for y'all. I was at work, and uh, many of you that have followed my pre-workout chats knows that some weird shit goes down at work. I don't know what it is about where I work, but like every so often there's just like these little nuggets of things that happen that just make me really confused. <laughs> oh, that fan is on again in the background. Oh, well, sorry guys. You hear a fan? It's just, it's a fan. Um, so I was at work and I overhear a conversation going on where this guy confesses to what, my, it's a coworker. One coworker confesses to the other coworker that he does not know what a cello is. And I look over and I'm confused because to me, a cello is a pretty streamlined. Everyone should know what that instrument is. Like, it's not even like something that has to do with like, if you're in band, you know what it is. Like, it's not like, can I identify an oboe? Probably not. Could I identify, um, uh, something super obscure like the difference between a viola and a van, uh, violin probably not but i know that the two exist and um i feel like a cello in general 
isn't like the difference between a violin and a viola. Like if you put a violin, a viola, and a cello side by side, I could identify the cello immediately. <laughs> um, so I'm intrigued by this conversation. I was like, really? You really don't? He's like, no. I grew up in the deep south and it just like never came up. I wasn't in band or anything. And I was like, well, neither was I. I have no musical talent. Like, I failed my piano lessons, but I still know what a cello is. I feel like it's just basic knowledge. And he was like, nah, not, I'm not surprised that you know because you're an intelligent person. But for me, it wasn't in my curriculum. So the other coworker is just so bothered by this. So he starts asking everyone else in our workplace, do you know what a cello is? Okay, what age were you when you learned about cellos? Because the other guy was now claiming that like, yeah, well, maybe they didn't learn about what a cello is until later on in life. Because in my elementary education, it just never came up. And everyone revealed that they definitely, during their elementary education, understood what a cello is. It turned into this thing where I was like, really, you don't? And he was like, yeah, and I don't even care. <laughs> like, I don't even want to know what a cello is. And this starts like to really like confuse me because he then reveals that he is able to identify the difference between a xylophone and a tuba and a, like he knows what a piano is. He knows what a French horn is. And then it gets like even more hairy. Like he's able to identify a mandolin. He understands the difference between a viola and a, van and a violin. All these things where I'm like, why is it? that you can understand what a mandolin is. <coughs> Which I would consider a more obscure instrument than a cello. And he's like, yeah, I'm not even gonna bother looking it up. I'm not gonna even, like, I was like, you're gonna miss out on so, like, some really good, moody, relaxing music. And he's like, I don't care, I don't, I don't want to. It's not the kind of music I listen to. <laughs> And so I start to like really wonder if this is something that I really should be upset about. Maybe really there are parts of America where kids are not learning. Graham, I am in the middle of a story. You are so moody today. Goodness. Maybe there really are parts of America where the elementary educational system is skipping over basic instruments. Maybe that's true. Maybe it is something that you have to have more exposure because of your environment to know this instrument. It does not look like that is true, given the consensus of the entire workplace where we ask these questions, including people who had been educated in the South. Grim, quiet. Stop. What do you want? What do you want? You're so distracting. Okay. So we got consensus even from people who had been educated in the Deep South and should have, if his claims are true, less exposure to musical instruments. That person still knew what a cello was and this guy was insisting it's not common knowledge. It's not common for everyone to just know what a cello is. It's not because it's, it really is something that only people who are into music really know. 
So me and this coworker that are trying to prove that it is something you should know and it's actually kind of surprising that you don't start like second guessing ourselves. We really are just like, well, maybe we're wrong. Maybe it is something and we should just like be more open-minded to different people's level of education and that uh, not expecting people to know something uh, just because we know it, right? The guy that claimed that he didn't know what a cello was, once we had reached that point, turned to us and said, guys, I know what a cello is. I just wanted to bother you. Oh my God. <laughs> the moral I want to say to this, ladies and gentlemen, the moral I have for you is gaslighting can happen to you at any time, at any point, and in any situation. Hold true to what you know is true and do not let anyone tell you you don't know it, especially when you have evidence proving the opposite. Gaslighting can happen at any time. Be aware of it. Don't let yourself falter. Like, this is not just something that happens in relationships. Your coworkers can gaslight you too, okay? So that's the moral of that story. Cellos are common knowledge. <laughs> All right, I have to officially get ready to go to fix my car. I really don't have much else to say on this episode. Um, yeah, I'm not really... Actually, I do have a few more things and I will... I'm gonna go get ready and then I'm going to continue talking to you guys uh, once I've already checked my car in and then I'm just chilling by myself. We'll continue to chat about a couple of things, including my dating life and some things I've seen on TikTok. So see you in a bit. Okay, so I've dropped off my car and I sat in Kroger for like a good minute at their Starbucks. Today I wore my georgia bulldogs ball cap totally forgot i had it on um until this guy came up to me and basically jumped at me and was like go dogs <sighs> look i don't regret buying this hat i don't ever regret wearing this hat it just seems like i always forget how loud georgia fans are like how like excited they are because if i wore my team's colors or my team's like anything back home in Utah, there might be a, like a light conversation, but they definitely gonna jump out. Okay, so I actually had to move to the Mexican restaurant that I'm meeting my friends at in order to finish this because the wind kept interrupting me. Okay, so essentially, I don't know anywhere else where fans will literally jump at you to support the sports team that you're supporting with what you're wearing. It scared the shit out of me because I didn't remember I was wearing this hat and suddenly, out of nowhere, some random guy just jumps at me and goes, go dogs! It's crazy, if you ask me. I just, like, I, I can't think of any other place where this happens. But yeah, my car's going to be a little while, so I'm going to get some Mexican food with my friends and catch up and uh, enjoy my afternoon a little bit while I wait for them. Just making myself smell better. Oh my god, my thing just broke and, like, flooded my bag. Of course great love that for me how wet is everything it they're all oh, it's all really wet okay i'm gonna have to get a new one at least my bag was smell nice let's talk about dating let's do a dating update i have 
come across a couple of single dads on my hinge who honestly have gotten me thinking about what it would be like to date a single dad. What would it be like if I were to get a DILF? (laughs) And the first person that tried to match with me that was a single dad, I was a little concerned about the way that he was wording his current perspective on dating, his current perspective on what would happen if he got into a relationship. And I just want to share my thoughts with you if anyone is curious what it's like uh, being approached by a single dad in the, the dating world, or if you are currently single with kids, how it might come across to someone who is single and doesn't have kids. Oh my goodness, Grim, you're going to walk right on my computer. What is it with cats and walking right on my computer? I'm busy, little girl. There isn't room for you to sit, is there? You're realizing now there's no room for you to cuddle. Goodbye. (laughs) Okay, so this gentleman uh, who was trying to match with me on Hinge, he had a cute little girl. I could tell that um, she was an only child. And on Hinge, you can put these little blurbs about different topics so that people can kind of know you a little bit before you match with them to see if maybe they have things in common with you. And uh, his statement about being a single father, to me, came across differently than I think he was intending. And I'm going to tell you why. Okay, so I have it pulled up. The prompt that he used was, I'm looking for. What he said is, someone to go see new movies with. Also, someone who understands, I'm a dad first, so they have to be content with being the number two girl in my life. This, I don't think he was intending to come off the way that it's coming off to people who have never been married, never had kids, and are looking to, you know, find their life partner. What I think he was trying to do is I think he was trying to be cute and demonstrate that he takes being a father a um, seriously. He, he It's a, the number one priority in his life, and I think that is commendable. However, <laughs> to us who are seeking out someone to build a life with, someone who is looking for a life partner, what you're saying is you will never be my companion. That's what it says to us. It says, it also says, I make a list <laughs> of people in my life in order of importance, and you're never going to be number one. You're never going to be that important to me. Where I don't think that anyone is taking it so seriously and are gonna, is going to like fight this man on it, I just don't feel like it's going to be as appealing to the people who would be willing to commit to someone who is a dad uh, long term. It's going to basically only attract people who are going to be very transient in his life because it doesn't sound appealing as an adult looking for a life partner to basically be told that they would never be a full partner. They would never be someone to build a life with because you're not the top priority. When there are so many single men without kids who don't have that perspective, who will commit to me, who will be my life partner, and then from that love, we add to it with a child. If you're looking for someone to build a life with, outside of just watching movies, (laughs) 
then it's not going to be helpful for you to put people in a list of priorities. Now, I do think that um, putting people on a roster of importance, regardless of your parental status, isn't going to work. It's not going to attract the kind of people who are going to be long-lasting people willing to commit to you. Because no matter if you have a child or not, if the priority was your job, if the priority was your mom or whoever else or whatever else is going to take the priority over for, let's say, 18 plus years, who would want to sign up for that level of distance in your life as a partner to, to basically be told you can't be a part of this very significant part of my life and display that you are disposable to me. That is where it, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I don't think that he, again, I don't think he intended that. And I talked to my friend Dallas, who is married with three kids, and she kind of explained from a person who does have kids, their perspective on it, and how when you have kids and you are presented with the idea that someone could come into their life and like threaten their their space, threaten their space or make them unsafe or try to uproot them from their life, a parent that is a good parent will choose their child over the person that they're trying to add into it. And I think that's commendable and I think that's healthy. And I wouldn't expect any less. But the approach to it isn't going to attract the healthiest of people, in my opinion. And the reason why I say that is because the following day I matched with another single dad whose approach to it was I feel like a little bit more warm, a little bit more welcoming and almost inviting to someone to want to be a part of his life. And it was a single dad desperately learning how to do a French, a single dad desperately learning how to do a French braid. I think that's such a, a better, more opening, more welcoming approach to it because it almost asks, hey, can you teach me so I can do a French braid on my daughter? That, that's the way that it feels. So in my opinion, I would be more willing to date the second guy over the first guy because I would feel like I'm allowed into your life. Whereas with the first guy, I feel like you're already painting me as this potential villain in the life. And I would always be walking on eggshells around you because at any point in time, you could just discard me. Like there would be no work on our relationship. And I can't say that the first guy's approach is wrong because I really don't know what experience he's had with people around his daughter. Like I can't speak from that. I would love to to talk to him about it, but he's never responded, even though he matched with me. <laughs> um, I just find it fascinating that the approaches can be so vastly different. And as a person who, I love kids, and I would I would not be uh, at all opposed to be in a life of, a, like, a father. I would love to date a DILF. Like, like let me be able to, like, watch Blue's Clues on, in the morning and not be judged by the world because I'm not a kid anymore. Like, I'm down. But with that, I cannot be a person in another person's life 
feeling like I'm constantly temporary, feeling like at I'm I never can express my needs to you or that my day is never going to be validated to you because we aren't building a life together. I'm transient to you. So that's just my two cents on that. Uh, this was fun. Thanks for catching up with me. Uh, my next life update hopefully will be far more interesting than what I have been digging about uh, this week. Um, this Thursday, I have a really cool topic. We're going to be talking about long distance relationships and uh, having quite a bit of experience in it. Um, not great experience, albeit. <laughs> it should be a fun discussion. So I'll catch you then. You have a good rest of your week. Bye. Bye.